You're listening to Autumn Crest on the Air, a podcast for the Autumn Crest Ward of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, created to help ward members get to know each other better. The majority of persons interviewed were chosen through a random selection tool in Excel. Your socks are pretty crazy. Oh, thanks. For those of you listening, these are Among Us socks. Oh. You probably have, aren't familiar with that app. Uh-uh. Among Us. Yeah, it was popular for a while. Uh, I think these were given to Trey, and I inherited them somehow. <laughs> anyway, Yeah. so so I'm sitting with Mary Stong in her front room. Mary, where are you from? I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. What brought you here, then? Well, I've lived in lots and lots and lots of different places, and this is the second time that I've moved to Spokane. Um, and so this time, coming to Spokane, we moved here because we had lived in the country, away from everything, in Pennsylvania. And when we both retired, we wanted to live where the church was full. We were in a lot of branches and, and we who's wanted we? to be in a ward. My husband and I. Okay. And um, so we wanted to be in a ward. We wanted to live by a temple. Um, wanted to be where grocery stores were handy, doctors were handy, and live by at least one of our children because our children live in lots of different places. And Spokane was the answer. So that's what brought us here. Yeah. In Pennsylvania, and before that, you were in a branch? We'd been in a lot of different branches. But in, um, yeah, in, before we came here, we were actually in a branch. Yeah. What are some differences you experience between branches or wards? Um, I think it's hard on the people because you'll have two and three callings, and can you do that well? We didn't have a lot of priesthood. Um, and didn't have people that played the piano. Um, you know, we, we had two people that played the piano, and one played for primary, and one played for uh, priesthood, and so that left Relief Society with a tape recorder, and would press the button and lead the music, and, you know, that was interesting. What is maybe one of the advantages of a branch in your experience? I think you get to do all kinds of callings that you aren't even considered for in a ward. In a ward you have people who have obvious talents in things and they get the calling. And in a branch you might have no talent at all but you're willing to do it and so you get the calling. Sure. Some more opportunities to Mm -hmm. serve there. Yeah. And you said we, so your husband and kids. How many kids did you guys have? I have four children, two boys, two girls. And which was the one that you came out here to live with? One of my daughters, Krista. And in fact, she was um, good friends with Abby, um, your wife's sister, Mm -hmm. Abby. Abby And I forget the other girls' names. But Mm -hmm. yeah, they kind of grew up together. And my son was also friends with um, their brother. Matt. Matt, Mm -hmm. uh uh-huh. So... You know, they knew each other, which was just odd to come here and then see these (laughs) girls that were like this tall when I left, when I left State College, and now we came and they're teaching Relief Society. Yeah. You know, so that was fun. For for 
the listeners you're talking about, of course, my wife, Jackie, mm-hmm. and they were in the same ward branch, I guess. In, it was a ward. There was a ward then. A in, big ward, yeah. In Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And Jackie's sister, Cassie Danes, who many mm-hmm. people will remember. Sounds like when you move into the ward, you were thinking, you're kidding me, this cannot be. I know, yeah. <laughs> it took me a while girl. to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And then Jackie moved in, you're like, what is going on? I know, yeah. yeah. That's fun. So when you reflect on, well, I guess, what did you do during the day when you were raising your kids? Did you work outside the home? I did. Yeah. I, you... I uh, taught at business colleges and community colleges and... Um, what? So you taught? I taught. What did you teach? I taught English and then I taught uh, software and anything that an administrative assistant needed to know. So I taught lots and lots of different things. And in addition to teaching, did you ever in the work field or workplace? Um, I did. Uh, I At one time, I wanted to I would like to have been in public schools, I thought. And so, you know, I was a substitute teacher for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, I did work for Humanix, I think it was. And you go into offices and, you know, you're the substitute in that office for that day. And that gave me a lot of good experience for the teaching that I did. Sure. And um, I did work in a physical therapy clinic for a while. And, you know, I was just helping people with their exercises and changing the pillowcases and you know sure, yeah. low level low level but um really fell in love with physical therapy and just i rave about it to anyone who needs to listen you know there's a time that your body's going to heal and if you'll do what they tell you you're going to be okay so i have maybe i'll get you to come to work and spread that news hey, to my patients yeah. yeah um i wanted to ask what hobbies you had or have well i i read and i'm in a book club and um i like to are you in the same one sister lozen no no there's a a book club here in whisperwood and i'm in that one oh i see so i don't know which one sister lozen but she was in some Old, I don't want to say it wrong, but it was old, old lady one. Yeah, it was something like that. It was a catchy name. I forgot. What yeah, it was. I don't know. But I um, thought it was a group of something like that. When they read. Yeah. So you like to read? I like to read, and um, I go to Planet Fitness and walk mm-hmm. on their treadmill and sure. use their weight machines, and I enjoy doing that. And you grew up in a traditional. I don't want to say Latter Day Saint home. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And active in the church Active your whole in life? the church, yep. In fact, my grandpa's name was Joseph Smith. Oh. Not the Joseph Smith. Sure. And my uh, grandma's name was Lillian Liahona. So, you know, very LDS. Very sure. LDS and had all the advantages of wonderful programs of the church. And, yeah. Do you recall, did your faith come easy to you or do you... Recall having some doubts or any sort of No, it came easy. It came easy. And I think part of that is that when you have two active parents, you know, you're active yourself and um, taking seminary and 
reading the scriptures and it was easy. Pretty easy for you. Mm-hmm. And you, you got married in the temple then? I did eventually. My um, my husband wasn't a member for a year. A year when we got married, he had uh-huh. joined the church, so we had to wait that year after we got married to go to the temple. Mm-hmm. And got married in the Salt Lake City Temple. Mm-hmm. Do you remember if the you felt different before or after your marriage? I mean, it sounds like you were just giving. It was a matter of time mm-hmm. before you could be sealed. Right. Do you have any comments on that? Um, well, I hated being married civilly because, you know, you're just programmed and you have a desire and you're worthy to go to the temple. But if your spouse has just joined the church, you can't go. So it didn't really feel like uh, marriage to me. It Mm -hmm. was the bishop and we got married in my backyard, you know, and had the reception there and that kind of thing. So... Um, going to the temple, I think you feel more like you're really married. Sure. That makes sense. What have been some of the things that have nurtured your testimony most as an adult? You mentioned kind of growing up. I, I think just as you make good choices and stay close to the gospel and do the things that the prophet has asked us to do, that your testimony grows as you see the results of that. Yeah. It's almost been something that you've looked back on and said, wow, this must be true because look what it's done for me kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you say stay close to the gospel, what's helped you do that? Um, I've always had a desire to stay close and, um, it's nice to be around people who are striving to be good people. And there are a lot of good people out there that aren't members. But um, I think just being around people that are helps you be strong. I'm sure. So what's a typical day look like for you now? Well, my cat wakes me up early. Oh, yeah. Get up and feed the cat, go back to bed for a while. Then I just clean my house a little bit and do some wash, and then I go to Planet Fitness and try to stay healthy, and I don't know, lots of TV. I watch too much TV. Sure. But um, What are some shows you've enjoyed? Well, right now I'm watching um, Tiger King, which is super interesting, and they're crazy people, crazy, crazy people and uh, Downton Abbey I've been watching that so that sounds kind of nice yeah and then in the evening more TV um I read probably yeah yeah go to bed do read and I heard that nuns um, in the Catholic Church keep their minds longer because they do crossword puzzles and word search at night. So although I'm not a nun, I'm reading and I'm doing crossword puzzles and word search yeah. before I go to bed. Yeah. Are you doing the Wordle or no? No. That's been popular. Maybe I'll show you how to get that one on your phone. Yeah, too. I've heard of it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that. So as you think back of the relationships you've had with people in your life, What are the top two that you think have had the most influence? 
Well, top one would be my mother. She was very faithful and very good leader and good example and loving. And so she would be the top one. Did she continue to do that after you left the home? Yes. How was it different? Well, you know, when I got married, I, I was in Utah and then I moved to Pennsylvania. And so, you, you know, I'm not in her home anymore. I don't know what's going on, except that I had two younger brothers and, um, you know, I'm sure she did what she always did, but I didn't see it. I didn't see it. So her influence, do you feel like it dropped off quite a bit after you left? No. I think it's always there, and she would make an effort to come visit at least. She'd try once a year mm -hmm. if she could come visit. But um, I don't think the influence ends. You know, it's still your mother. You still have those memories. You talk on the phone and that sort of thing. So I think the influence is always there. And, of course, she's passed away now, and her influence is still there. Still there. Mm -hmm. Do you... Did you feel pressure as a mother yourself because your mother was so outstanding or you don't recall that um i don't know that it was pressure but i feel like it was definitely you know you want to um, be as good a leader and we were very different people so i'm probably doing things differently than she did but i wouldn't call it pressure yeah it was something i wanted to do yeah. You and what did you enjoy most about being a mother? Well, I did not enjoy having to cook every day. Okay. And that was my, you know, you see these little cartoons that say, and they want to eat every day. You know, and I'm thinking, yeah, why do they have to eat every day? But um, <laughs> when my kids were little, I, I would have little Bible stories. You know, we would start the day with these little Bible stories, and then maybe we would do some kind of arts and craft, and then maybe some cooking thing before I let them go out into the neighborhood and be with other kids. So I, I kind of enjoyed that structure of it, having that. It does sound very structured. Yeah. And it's funny, you can't, you would never let your kids go out in the neighborhood now. Yeah. Yeah. But um, anything else that people wouldn't guess about you? Well, maybe I've told you this before, but they wouldn't know that I was in a car accident with an Amish buggy. Did I tell you that story? Yes, but yeah. you, could, you should share it again. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, <laughs> just being in a car, driving through Amish land, trying to be this a is in Pennsylvania. tourist. Yeah, in Pennsylvania. And an Amish buggy turned the corner. The horse was out of control. I pulled over. The horse jumped over the front of my car and pulled the buggy up over the car. So What kind of car? Um, I, don't I don't remember what it was. I don't remember. Okay. But, you know, then you You're think... You're driving by yourself in this car? No, I had my mother with me, and I had my first son, my very first son and he was a baby and in a little tilt seat in the front seat we were you know that's back when you had the front seat and um, I thought the horse's hoof was going to come through the window and kill us but um, 
So then the Amish man just gave us a number and told us to call, get two estimates and call at this number at a certain time. And he would be in a phone booth. And so he was there in the phone booth when we called. We went to the home and it was almost worth getting hit by the buggy because you got to see the Amish people up close. And, you know, a little lady, three feet tall, maybe she was five feet tall, five feet wide, met us with a lantern because they don't have electricity. And we went into their home and you see a refrigerator run on propane gas because they don't have electricity. Lots of calendars on the wall because they don't believe in pictures, but that was sort of their breaking the rules. <laughs> their art. Yeah, yeah, calendars. And um, so it was, it was super interesting to actually be there with them to see who they really are. But very honest, good people. And they gave us money and we went our way, fixed the car. So it was fun. No, that's very good. Yeah. So if some of your, you have grandchildren? Mm-hmm. Great-grandchildren? I have one great-grandchild, but only because my sons married girls that already had some children. Okay. And so, you know, you have to claim them all. Mm-hmm. But um, my great-grandchild is to one of those that was already there. So if your great great who haven't been born yet mm-hmm. grandchildren could listen to this and you could give them uh, something for them to hear what would you want them to know well I would want them to know that they should read scriptures I would want them to know that we have a prophet and if they would listen to the prophet their life would be much easier although it's not going to be perfect, but much easier. So I think really those two things, that we have scriptures that will guide us and we have a prophet that will guide us. How have you noticed your life easier, or others, or what do you mean by easier? Um, I think we're less likely to make mistakes because we know that they are mistakes. You know, um, We, I just had a Zoom meeting for my Come Follow Me, and we were talking about the story of Joseph and Potiphar's wife and chastity and that kind of thing. And I, I think that maybe people don't realize that there is such a thing as chastity nowadays, but you know, they really complicate their lives um, by getting involved when they're not married. And um, you have those consequences your whole life the mother is involved with the father and you know their lives might go on with other people but you've got that consequence you can't when you pick up one end of the stick you pick up the other end also sure very good thank you Mary We hope you enjoyed this interview and that you feel like you know this person or family a little better. We invite you to consider reaching out to share something you found interesting about them. Please subscribe to this podcast to hear more interviews.